Looking for a way to keep your kids or grandkids entertained? Just tell your smart speaker to play Vision Kids Radio. Vision Kids! Problem solved. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. One of Australia's significant Christian aid agencies is undergoing a name change. Tier Australia is renaming itself to Tier Fund. The name change reflects closer ties to the 10 other member countries in the Tier Fund family. In its global work, what began nearly 50 years ago as a small group of Christians has grown to become a movement of more than 50,000 Christians in Australia and millions more worldwide. Matthew Morey is the CEO at Tier Fund Australia. He's joining us. Hello, Matthew. Welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, Matthew, first of all, the name change from Tier Fund to Tier and now back again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've been on a bit of a journey. Um, as you said, we originally were born as Tier Fund, and, and many people don't know that the acronym, it's actually an acronym, which stands for the Evangelical Alliance Relief Fund. So we were born out of the Evangelical Church 50 years ago as part of a movement of evangelicals around the world and Christians saying that, you know, we're called to respond in biblically shaped ways to, to poverty and injustice. Um, and for about 25 years, we've operated with the name Tier. And just this October 1st, we have made the move to rename back to Tier Fund Australia, which represents um, this this connection we have with the wider global church um, and our desire to work more closely with these 10 other Tier Fund agencies around the world. Fabulous foundations for the mission that you hold to. And uh, coming from Luke chapter 4, a very popular uh, expression from the scriptures there where Jesus read, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And that's something that's shaped Tear Fund all these years. It's deeply shaped us um, and all of our work. So we work, Tear Fund Australia is working in Africa, Asia and the Pacific uh, and with Indigenous brothers and sisters here in Australia as well. And in all of those places, we partner with local Christians. Often it's the local church, sometimes it's Christian NGOs, it depends on the context. But we're always working with local Christians because we really do believe that this is part of the, the mandate and the calling as Christians to be responding to and and giving the good news um, through the work that we do and in partnership with Christians around the world. Matthew, let me ask you what difference COVID has made to the work that you do in Tier Fund. Uh, clearly, it impacts the global poor. Uh, how is Tier Fund responding? Yeah, it's interesting that we're doing our name change in the midst of this COVID crisis because I think the name change represents an understanding that most of the big issues facing the world today, most of the big poverty and justice issues facing the church don't end at national borders. They really are global challenges, and, and global challenges require us to think globally about solutions. COVID-19 is the most pertinent example that we all understand, um, and um, until that problem is solved, you know, our, our Australian borders are going to be closed because we recognize that we can't operate globally unless the problem is solved globally. Um, in terms of the, the poor, um, they certainly have borne the brunt of the impacts of COVID-19. And, uh, you know, it's a real tragedy to say that 
year, close to 100 million more people will be pushed into extreme poverty simply because of the impacts of COVID-19. And while we're all very familiar with the health implications of how the disease impacts us and affects communities, uh, for many places around the world, the the health issue is just the first issue. It's really the the longer tail of the economic impacts of having economies shut down and having people locked in their houses and having kids not being able to go to school. Um, And we expect it's going to be years, if not a decade, before the world really is able to turn the corner and the global poor able to get out from under the scourge. When our borders closed, we became a lot more introverted, didn't we? And a lot of people said, let's batten down the hatches, not worry about what's happening in other countries when we've got our own big problems here. Uh, What nations are you primarily working with in the Australian outfit for TIA Fund? Is there a particular focus that you have on nations? So uh, one of the themes that we as Tier Fund Australia have picked up and it shapes the countries we work in is this commitment to hard places, to being salt and light um, in some of the more complicated and difficult places um, in the world. And those are places where poverty is at its most extreme um, and perhaps where it's even more difficult to operate as a Christian organization and where the church may not be present. So you find some of our bigger programs in places like Afghanistan and Pakistan um, and Somalia and Sudan and South Sudan and some of these really complicated places where you're not just struggling with the complexities of poverty, but you also have um, the issues of of violence and conflict and civil war. Um, And so so most of our work is focused in these places, um, as I said, that we would call hard places. Over the coming years, more and more of our work is going to be in Africa, because if you look ahead and the trajectories of poverty, you see that poverty by 2030, over 90% of the most poor people in the world are going to be in Africa. And so that will be shaping where we continue to focus the work that we do. Um, Neil, you make an interesting comment, though, about putting up, you know, the borders closing um, and kind of turning inward. And I think we've seen that uh, because of COVID-19, but I think we've seen that politically as well in many countries around the world who are metaphorically and literally putting up walls to try to keep people out or to try to protect um, ourselves. And I do think, again, you know, this commitment to being part of a global church and thinking globally about how we respond um, as a church, um, it, it's, it's counterintuitive to, I think, the, the scriptures to say we're going to look inward and just do things for our own people or our own nation. We really are called to have a global view and to work as a global body. Uh, so, um, yeah, we're going to continue to make that call to, to Australians um, and Australian Christians in particular to say we need to be generous in these times. We need to look beyond our borders. Um, by all means, we need to take care of poverty and justice issues here in Australia, um, but we can't stop there. We're, we're called to be a global people. Well, there's a challenge there for us individually and a challenge for us all as a nation. And uh, we've heard the release of the federal budget from the government. Was there anything optimistic in there that you can point to uh, from the federal budget? There is something optimistic. So we've been on a trajectory where the budget has continued to go down and down. In fact, this year we have hit a historic low um, for the aid budget in the history of the Australian aid program. Um, And again, it's antithetical to this idea that we actually have become richer and richer over the last few decades. And yet the giving that we're going that's going to the overseas our overseas neighbors um, is going down. Um, But in the midst of that decreasing budget, we've been campaigning around a campaign called End COVID for All, um, and particularly asking Christians in partnership with Mike Australia to say, let's 
the, the COVID disaster is not over for any of us until it's over for all of us. And so calling on the government to do more. And one of the positives that came out of the budget announcement was an extra $300 million um, specifically for COVID response work in the Pacific um, region uh, so for our neighbors who are being impacted by it. So that, that was encouraging, but it's in a bigger kind of envelope of disappointment that we continue to make cuts. And um, just this year as well, we're making a 50% cut in our commitment to African nations. So where poverty is greatest, we're actually moving money away from that. Um, So we're continuing to speak up. We're continuing to ask Christians to join with us. And if people want to get involved with the End COVID for All campaign, they can still visit our website and do that. And of course, while we're talking those things happening offshore, uh, TIA Fund is also working here within our borders. You work with the Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as well. In fact, you've got a lot of projects uh, happening there. Give us some insights into the big ones you're working with. Yeah, we do have a few um, projects, and we think of our work in Australia in two broad ways. Um, One is how can we amplify the voices of Indigenous Christians and Indigenous elders um, and the issues that are most pertinent to them? So how can we help to... um listen, help the Christians and the, and the wider society listen to the issues that are um, that they're raising. So if we're, they're talking about treaty and self-determination and indigenous incarceration, these are some of the campaigns that we've been supporting and coming alongside um, and trying to do our part with. Um, the other thing that we've been involved with is supporting uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Christians as they um, have been responding to poverty challenges in their own communities. And so we have some, a couple of the projects, for example, um, illustrate this, one of which is working to help respond to issues of domestic and sexual violence um, that's faced by families um, in some communities. Uh, some of the work is working with uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders um, on health issues and responding to the health needs of those communities. Um, another one of our projects is helping look at issues that uh, are barriers for young people, young Indigenous um, people getting jobs and how we can help pr- facilitate that. And, and through this whole COVID crisis as well, we've been working with all of our partners to say what are some of the unique needs um, and challenges that the Indigenous community has been facing and how can we support that. And in some cases, it's been food parcels and packets and health support and other programs like that to respond. But in all of these things, we've really taken a role of saying, how can we listen? How can we learn? How can we support um, what Indigenous Christians are already doing? Well, so it's within our borders, our own Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, and as we cast our vision around the world, you're also acting globally there. And no doubt with what's happened with COVID, uh, different ways that you were collaborating before with your partners and with the other tier fund organisations, I'm sure that's become more difficult. I wonder whether you've got a, a moment just to share a few thoughts on just how difficult things have become when you are collaborating with other partners around the world. Uh, things are tougher in other nations than they are here in Australia. Yeah, I mean, COVID-19, I think, has created challenges for every one of us as we think about how we do things differently uh, for an organization like Tier, Tier Fund Australia, where we're so committed to working in partnership with local Christians um, who might not have the same access to technology and the internet and uh, those sorts of resources that we have. It, it has created complexities. It's also created the need for us to be more innovative in the way that we do things. And so using social media, using WhatsApp, um, doing all, using all sorts of new technologies um, has been probably the centerpiece of how we 
we've tried to do things like that better. Um, working with the Tier Fund family has actually created some opportunities for us as well, because across the 11 Tier Fund families, we're working in 70 countries. So we have this big global footprint. Um, and by collaborating, we can reduce we can actually, when we can't get to a project in Ethiopia, but perhaps Tier Fund Ireland is able to because their borders aren't closed or they have the ability to get access, it means that we don't have to send a staff person and we can use them to help um, be the hands and feet uh, of Tier Fund in that, in that place. So we're finding, it's actually forcing us to collaborate in deeper and more creative ways. And I suppose that's true for every person in Australia as they've been impacted by how does COVID change the way we think about the work and the way that we relate with others around the world. Well, let's hope there is something of a silver lining on the dark cloud that is COVID and the challenges there just being a supporter and a person who looks out for the poor around the world. Hey, from tier fund to tier and then back again, the name change, now officially tier fund Australia and Matthew Morrie, the CEO at tier fund Australia. Let me point people to the website tier.org.au. That's tear.org.au. Matthew Morrie, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Great to talk with you, Neil. Thank you and God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.